know. But I, and this is, I'm, I'm and honestly, and I'm a teacher that I teach less and I give more life skills, and that's. Just, Hey y'all. Good evening. Good evening. Happy Thursday. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling from a place like a, a deep, deep, deep place within right now um, to, to come before y'all tonight. I mean that. Uh, yeah. Uh, if it's your first time here on the B-Mix um, show, beexposedradio.com, welcome. If it is not your first time, welcome back. Thank you for coming back to uh, hear me ramble on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I humbly appreciate it. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm fitting to keep it together tonight, but it's a struggle. It's, 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 a, it's a real live struggle tonight. Um, I want to talk about some things tonight. Uh, Y'all know this is the place for everybody, for the unheard, the unseen for the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you or the, for the person that just does not belong anywhere. Um, I, I hear you loud and clear and I acknowledge you. I acknowledge your presence because I relate uh, for so many reasons and through so many different things. Uh, I relate to all of which I've you know, named and then some. So uh, hence why this is the place where I have chosen to unmute myself and I welcome you to do the same and to unmute yourself. Um, as I'm unmuting tonight, y'all, this is a very sad note. Uh, y'all forgive me for sounding like a man. I do not have the wrong, okay? Uh, but unfortunately, there's, you know, the seasons change too. So I don't know, it was allergies, something. Got me sounding all congestion and all that. So y'all go on and just lift me in prayer, okay? Um, as I do the same, um, and if you do nothing else with me right now, give me just a moment, just a moment of silence, if we can, for Brianna Taylor. We'll get into some things in just a minute, but I, I actually need this moment. I'll be very honest. So just give me, uh, just give me a moment. So we'll be good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so tonight I want to get into a couple of things, but uh, I cannot, you know, I don't think any of us can, you know, get around, get away from speaking about our feelings. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to try my best to keep it together tonight, but to talk about our feelings around this. It is a very, very unfortunate um, fact and truth and um, reality, there's the word I was looking for, that we are experiencing as a people right now. Um, and truthfully, it's, it's not even just the color right now. It's if you are human, right? Somehow, somewhere you can relate. And what's, what, where we are separated right now is, is the inhumane from the human, from mankind. That, that's it. That's the only way I can kind of see it right now, because I truly believe that there is uh, a, an uncolored, right, a non-colored woman somewhere 
that can hurt because of because of this. For as long as we have been, you know, on shutdown or quarantine because of the coronavirus, is as long as Breonna Taylor's family has been grieving her loss and I literally cannot imagine. I can't imagine y'all. Um, and for so much time to pass and for it to, you know, finally catch some light, some wind uh, for people to to shed their opinion and just for it to catch, catch like I said, some light and some wind um, already for that alone. So they had their time excuse me, I guess their private time to grieve, their private time to try to process, and now they're forced to process, you know, because it's so public. I can't imagine either way. Uh, I know a handful um, of, of mothers that have unfortunately lost their, their children um, of, of a range of ages um, in, in different ways. And even to me, personally that that's too many and so to know that there are by the multitude so many more mothers out there that have lost their children and so for her mother for her immediate family um if it means nothing at all I completely understand but I need you to know that here the B-Mix, BeExposedRadio.com, I hurt with you, and I hurt for you, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, we are at a place where, where we've been for a while, so again, it's just being, you know, it's being recorded now, it's, it's you know, it's on phones, and it's being shared, um, it's on social media, but this is a place we as a people have been for a long time. Um, and it's a low place, unfortunately. Um, it does not mean that we have to stay here. Does it mean that there is a lot of work um, to put in in order to get us, you know, to, to see and be and do better? Yes, we have a lot of work cut out for us, y'all. I think that for anyone, the first sign of we're not about to see justice, not right now, was that they started putting up barricades. That was my first sign. I'll be very honest. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, in a sense, I know that I'm talking around it. Um, I think because my own feelings, I can't bring my mouth, you know, to force my, you know, to say what my brain and my heart is feeling um, or to say what my brain is feeling because of, is thinking because of what my heart is feeling. But I can't bring myself to say the words, but we all know what we're talking about when I say reality. And um, I, the way it is, is that I really don't know what I know, right? Um, because we all knew, like I said, at the first sign of it, that barricades were put up. We knew right away. That was the only thing that I heard directly. I had to tune out from there. I knew immediately. <laughs> I'm going to be taking some deep breaths tonight, y'all, just to get, to get through right? Um, to my sisters, to my brothers, I promise you, I am holding your hand. 
in a world where I know that we are almost forced to let go and it's, you want to say, you know, all for all for self and, you know, just get it how you live, whatever, whatever the phrases are. I, I don't know if it's solely because of, because um, due to being an infant or just, I don't know, just Benia, being Benia, then I cannot, I can't let go of hands. I don't mean to be an enabler, but it is, y'all know I'm a hippie, I'm a modern day hippie, like, it is love that we need so badly, and it is imperative that we love on each other right now. I mean that wholeheartedly. I love you. I promise that. I mean that to anyone that knows of me and that doesn't, anyone that could speak ill of me or, or you know, or can't, uh, anyone that I may have, you know, wronged or that you could never, you know, fathom the thought. Um, I mean it for all people, all people actually, yeah. All people, especially my people, I mean that there is like love that is overflowing, you know, within me. And I try to pour it out because of the, especially because of the times that we're in. And I think that I've always just had this mindset um, and I've been able to, to go into that place that, you know, is within, within me that is such a, 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 I don't know, my I don't know, strength of love or my source of love rather and to go in there when things go wrong, when things, you know, have just been unbearable. Um, and, and to pull out of that, that to pour from that cup uh, or that bucket. And that's important for all of us to tap into that right now. Um, where we've been angry, so that's not a new feeling. We've been tired. We didn't know it, but we've been tired. So that's not new. Um, to get something new, we have to try something new. So let's try the love thing. And I mean, it's 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 the simple part. Does that mean that's about to drastically change the world? You know, as we know it immediately. No, it it doesn't. I can I can tell you that to love is is such a risk. Um, it's a risk, and it has to be a risk that we as a people are willing to take. I'm willing to risk it all to love on y'all. I am, um, is what I do, <laughs> it's who I am. And I, I really just have, I have the can't help it when it comes to that. Um, and it, it's, it's, it then should thrive, you know, us to get back to the drawing board. You know, we keep having these conversations of, you know, what we need to do, you know, what's our list of demands? What do we need? And I don't know if y'all remember, but, you know, weeks ago, probably a month ago or so now that, you know, we talked about our list of demands and it's still a conversation that we, you know, will revisit, but <laughs> who was that list for? I think that might be where, where we need to start when we revisit that conversation um, in some time, because it's for us now, y'all. We've been saying it for a bit. We've been saying it. Oh, we need to work on us. We need to figure us out. But do we know why? Do we really know why? Or do we know possible benefits of looking out for us, like for real this time? I think we've given it, you know, a few jabs, a few tries. Um, but I don't, I don't think we've, well, 
there's no, I don't think we have not given it our all. We haven't. We haven't. Um, and so the benefit to giving it our all and, you know, that that love that we build within ourselves, you know, and everything goes back to self-reflection. So it has to come from some self-love, right? So you have to love yourself first in order to pull from that place in order to love on others, to love on your brothers and your sisters, right? Your fellow kings and queens, right? Um, you have to be able to pull from that, you know, source of love within yourself um, to spread that and then for it to thrive, uh, for us to, you know, revisit, like I said, the drawing board, to, to get to the table, uh, to create our own tables and sit at those tables and really strategically plan some things out. And the, here, here's my, here's my voting plug. It was coming regardless. Y'all, y'all about to really hear it, uh, from me, like as we, you know, continue to get closer and closer, um, to the time, the time is now, but moving on. So, uh, <laughs> but it's so very important and why it, you know, the two connect. It's not, oh, I'm for my people and, oh, I don't know about voting or, uh, they connect, they go together. They're not separate. They go right hand in hand, I promise. Um, because we need our own people. Um, actually, just right before the show, um, as I always can give credit where it's due, I was speaking to uh, my producer, okay, uh, Monty Wiley, and uh, first of all, host producer of BigSpoilsRadio.com, as well as host of Talk Lately on Tuesdays on BigSpoilsRadio.com. You have got to catch the show. Um, and he talked about the fact that, you know, it, when we think of these national issues, right? So these stories that are in the headlines um, nationally, and then when we, you know, you can't help but compare things, right? So when you compare locally, um, we don't have the, I guess, the same level of issues. I guess I'll put it for y'all that way. I absolutely understand what you're saying. Um, because of the fact that we have, you know, we we got some folk that look like us, right? So we got a black mayor, you know what I mean? Like, we, and we've had, you know, when this isn't our first black man, like we 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 kind of got some skin folk, right? Um, you know, is everything, you know, to test to make sure that our skin folk that we see that we have in office are our kin folk? Sure, cool. But that's the point. That is the point. That's the benefit of the fact of, you know, when we start with love, we start with self-love, we, you know, pull from that source of love within us in order to spread the love to our fellow brothers and sisters, in order to uh, then pull from that source of love again, to thrive, you know, within the work that is needed to make the change that we so desperately need and that we very well deserve, right? So if we deserve it, we're not about, where the days are gone of us sitting around waiting for our oppressor to hand us a present. I don't even work like that. What little Annie say to little white one? Like, it's a hard knock life. Like, <laughs> said a kiss as we get kicked. She was speaking for the folk. She wasn't, she wasn't now, she was a little orphan Annie, but black folk were definitely the orphan Annies of, of America. Okay? We know that. It's, it's not new. So we're not looking for them to hand us anything. We have to do the work in order to see the change that we need and that we deserve, right? And that's because we need a fair playing ground. That's it, right? So when you, when, if you imagine with me, I know I'm imaginative, so I can't help it. Imagine with me a world of, you know, everything that you, you know, as a consumer. So as a customer, as a client, um, everything that you buy, everything that you purchase, every service that you are in need of, 
and I mean everything, if, if your source is, you know, from a Black-owned business, right? Um, <laughs> that automatically kind of takes, not kind of, that takes color out of the scenario. So then if you happen to have an issue, you get to actually address that issue. Um, so if you are working for a Black-owned business, a Black-owned company, that you, you don't get to feel like you're going to work every day and you may, you know, if you're being picked on or if there is an issue, that it's not because of your race. Can we just get to that point to where color really is not an issue? Because it's like, yeah, I'm Black, so are you. But I, okay, got it. So that's it. So, so oh, it's because I messed up. Oh, because I was late. Oh, got it. Okay, cool. Like, can we get to that place? So if we think of our people, you know, our people that come from us, you know, that that walk the land that we walk, that understood us, uh, that understand us, right? Understand where we come from and why we behave the way we do, why we think the way we do, uh, why we need the things that we need, why we want the things that we want. Um, if those people then are, you know, educated folk, right? Um, so they have a heart for the people. They're from the people and then they're educated and then, you know, they know their stuff. They can, you know, get with the best of them up there, colored or non, and they can sit with them representing our, us, our thoughts, our feelings, their, their own people. That, that automatically knocks out us, you know, feeling like, no, I don't want to call, you know, my, my mayor. I don't want to call my councilman because uh, they don't understand. Uh, there's a white woman. That's a white man. They don't, they don't get me. If we can put our people there. It's so necessary. I think that we should be. And I know I've admitted before that I suffered from the case of the shouldas, right? But truthfully, we should be beyond the place of, you know, why we need to do the work that we do. We have to get to the, we got to get up off our, you've got to get up. We've got to get up. You have to fight. If it's, you know, physically, so we, we see like protests and all that. If that's not your move, we've talked about this before. It's you have to find your vein, your lane. Y'all love to say, you know, stay in my own lane. That's fine. Stay there. If you know that you are great at writing and, you know, if you have a bad experience somewhere, you're the one that's going to yell or, I don't know, what I was going to say white pages, whatever else is out here. You're writing reviews. You're writing reviews for, you know, even good reviews for uh, websites that you, you know, purchase from often because, you know, they give you, you know, coupons or discounts or whatever. Use that for the movement too. So everything that you put effort toward, you also, y'all want to keep talking, y'all want to keep using these cliches. I'm, I'm fussing tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to catch myself, y'all, because we use these cliches. That's what I'm going to switch it. I'm sorry. I say we, and I'm not about to say y'all. We, we use these cliches, we use these phrases, overutilize them, drag them and drive them into the ground, right? Um, keep that same energy. Let's do just that. That's what it's going to take. That same energy that you got over here to fuss and argue with some folk out here in the street and all that. Somebody took your parking space, da, 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 something else, something else. Use that same energy to get your behind up and register to vote and actually go vote. I mean that. I, I, y'all got to know that that's coming. Probably sign major. I'm technically, I'm a political scientist. So 
y'all should know that it's in the cup. Like, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> Sierra, thank you. <laughs> Sierra said, Fussle, sometimes it's needed. Child. Well, all right, that's all y'all need to do is egg me on. So here's the thing. Now that I got a little bit of that, a little bit of off my chest. Here's, here's what's really on me today. Because of the, I mean, for so many reasons, but especially because of the fact that I can't get over and I hear, I know I hurt our pain, but I can't help but consider the pain from, the, the pain of, and that, that burdens Breonna Taylor's mother, George Floyd's mother. I, I, I can't even go down the list tonight. I will definitely lose it if I start calling out so many names. All I can ever think about is the mother and the children. Like that, that part, I just, I can't shake that. Like I try, but I can't. And so what's on me heavily today, this week, tonight, whatever, like what's been on me is about children, our children, right? So even to promote the show tonight, I posted, raise your children to make decisions based on their opinion, I'm sorry, based on their own internal compass. If you raise them to obey, they will look for someone to defer to when you are not around. Let me tell you where that comes from. Um, well, it's actually you know, it's quoted from, <laughs> from a website. <laughs> That's not what I meant, where it comes from. But this is where my mind goes when I think about it, right? So if we stay right here or we on the table, even for the officers, for the state's attorney, for the judge, for the like, for anybody involved um, that made this horrendous decision, um, you know, they they were raised by somebody, right? So when we're saying parents um, tonight, you know. That, that doesn't just mean biological. So I'm talking to the aunties, to the uncles, to the, you know, the godparents. Godparents, I'm definitely talking to y'all tonight. Trust me, I, I actually need y'all tonight. Um, <laughs> we know that hate is taught. Okay. Now, does it mean, and think of that just by itself, nothing else. If we think of the fact that hate is taught, does it mean that somebody, it, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean that nobody's doing this, but I doubt if everybody that came out, you know, hateful, that their parents, you know, sat with them and said, make sure you hate, make sure you hate. It may not have been something they said directly to them. It may not even have been something that was said, Right. It is your actions. It is the lack thereof. So even what you are not doing, that you are teaching the children, the vulnerable population around you. We all actually have a gift of influence. All of us, some more than others, and that's okay. Um, But it is the choice. That's why I said everything is a choice. It is the choice in which you decide to use that. 
Will you make a positive impact or will you make a negative one? In the middle, do you even care what your actions and what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're not doing and what you're not saying? Do you care about the impact that that leaves? Do you care? It it really boils down to the, the basics, the fundamentals, the foundation of everything that we know. That that's the problem. That's why it's so much work to do because we're not at a place um, where we should be. I told y'all just the should is like in 2020, 2020, we're at a place of saying, just be nice to me. I know I look different than you. Be nice to me. And if you mess up, apologize and, and, and fix it. We're saying that in 2020. Most of us here were born, I was born in 1990, right? You know, there are plenty more walking this earth that were born way before that. And so we've been seeing this issue for a long, long time, long time. The issue even comes before there, but you know, we, we, we never get into it later, but it definitely uh, bumped up a whole bunch of notches when it, when it got to America. Okay. Um, I told y'all I need deep breaths tonight, y'all. Y'all work with me, right? And so if <laughs> the parents, I'm calling out parents tonight, if the parents of these officers, if the parents of the state's attorney, I would, truthfully, I would hope and pray that my child, I have one riding three-year-old right now, right? Um, and I pray to, you know, be married one day and have more children. I've said that to y'all for your time. So I would pray that none of my children, none of my nieces and nephews that they know I love them dearly, none of my godchildren that they know that I love them dearly. I would pray that they would never find themselves in a position to make such a horrible decision. I can't just pray for that and hope that it happens. It got to be some work put in place. So it can't be that, you know, I raise them to obey me as if they are my possession. So it's not, you know, didn't I say come here right now? Okay. So then for them to grow older and, and for that little girl to need a man to tell her what she can and cannot do, what she should and should not wear where she can and cannot eat, where she should and should not live, how many children she should or should not have, what she should do with her own body. Our own children are not our possessions. And I feel like with that statement alone, we see in this day the negative impact that that has on people because we know, I mean, we got to really put things into perspective. I'm calling out perspective tonight. Okay. Because we know that little children, little babies, they grow up into adults one day. At some point I was a precious little bundle of perfection. And here I am now just, you know, a grown bundle of perfection. Right. And so I'm so glad y'all can talk back to me. (laughs) I mean, you know, y'all can, but y'all know what I mean. Um, that, It is 
so very important for us to understand the effects of what we're doing and like I said, and what we're not doing. It is so important for us to keep in mind that it is not for us to treat or even think that it's okay to allude to the fact that, you know, our children or, you know, the children or the youth that are, you know, amongst us have to obey everything that we say because I said so. We all grew up on that because I said so. I've even said it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I know I just made that little joke, but y'all I'm not perfect, right? So we're all learning how to do that. I don't know about nobody else, but this is my first child, right? My first pregnancy and all of that. So every step of the way, this is my first of everything. So this is my first time in life being 30 years old with a 30-year-old, a three-year-old, right? Just like, even though my mother and I have older siblings and my mother, my mother, though, like this is her first time having her, you know, one, I'm her only daughter, but having her youngest child at 30 years old. She's had 30-year-old children before. She hasn't had a 30-year-old in 2020. A 30-year-old daughter in 2020. She's never had that before, even though she has children before me. You understand what I'm saying? We are all learning as the, as the days go on. And so it is about what we are putting out. Um, I'll be honest, I'm actually, I'm going to read these notes verbatim, y'all. So I learned to, with my own experience now, right? So I learned to obey and grew up not knowing um, that I was in need of someone to give me directive. Don't get me wrong. I'm very independent and I've been very independent for a long time now, right? Um, but that's <laughs> I, I, like something as simple as that we all talk about. Like men love to point out that, you know, as women, we don't know or we never know where we want to eat. I'm sure that has something to do with it, y'all. I'm addicted deeper into that, y'all. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it just has a taste of it. And of course, it's a one, it's one that's easy to chuck off and be like, oh, you know, uh, I just, you know, I have a lot of things going on, you know, a lot of just, you know, it's a small decision just to just somebody else to help me make, um, you know, to help me to just get some rest from the bulk load of, you know, the rest of the load that I have. Okay, cool. That makes sense, but. I'm sure it comes from somewhere. It comes from the fact of even that some of us fail. And I mean, if we can really realize, right, acknowledge everything comes full circle. So even for some people that um, have issues in in their adult life with, you know, eating disorders, different ones, overeating, undereating, right? Um, And it's somewhere it comes from. So we think of the overeating. Um, somewhere, somehow, at some point in their childhood, excuse me, that, you know, we all, for the most part, we all came from the, you better finish your plate. You better eat it all. I put it on a plate. You better eat it. Right? Mm. Mm. What are we saying here? If I'm full, I'm full, right? If I don't like it, I don't like it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a little old school. I'm okay with the, uh, you don't like it, you don't eat. Okay. Now we're teaching your child about decisions and choices, right? Because everything is a choice, especially that we know in our adult life. So, yeah. It is so important to consider character development now. No matter what, what age, how old your child is right now, no matter what has happened in the past, 
you know, around your child, with your child, um, even before your child, and you know, in preparation for your child or children to come. Um, no matter that, from this moment forward, everything has to you have to consider in everything that you do, that you do for, with, and even away from your child. You have to consider character development. It's so important. It, it has been so important to me because of my experience of horrible people, to be quite frank, and why I spent a lot of my life trying to figure like, what is, why are people, just why are there horrible people? I'm a pretty decent person. Like, I ain't gonna just boast myself or anything because I'm not boastful, but I'm a pretty okay guy, right? <laughs> like, uh, I never understand. Like, so people just choose to be shitty every day. Like, okay, um, I never understood that. And so you are, if an adult, again, if an adult is a terrible person, they had to grow into that. So that means that was a, at some point it was a terrible child growing into that. Doesn't mean that, you know, they're in terrible twos. No, that doesn't mean that. Character development is seeing an individual for just that, an individual. So even people with multiple children, I know I'm speaking from a place where I do not, you know, live and reside in right now. Um, I'm a mother of one and a cat. Okay. Now my auntie and a godmother of many. Okay. I feel like father Abraham out here, but, um, still it is, it's been very important to me from the very beginning, just like how a lot of people might, um, or have commented and, you know, complimented, you know, Sydney's intellect. My daughter is, is, is very bright. Like for, for, and I always beat myself up. Like I'm not doing enough. I don't know. Uh, but I'll be honest at the basis of anything. I talk to her. I've always talked to her. Y'all can tell I'm talking to you. Okay. Get over it. Uh, but for sure, I have made sure that I talk to her um, and that I compliment her often and not, it doesn't have to be overbearing. It is, you have to, for some people, I'm realizing now that it takes a little more work in the beginning to get there because it doesn't come to you naturally to do because it, you know, it's not the norm. We have to normalize what's actually normal. What we have done is normalize so many abnormal behaviors when it comes to our children, when it comes to the general functionality amongst people. So how I operate, how we all operate, how we interact with each other, just adult to adult, it is so abnormal. And ba- right here in Baltimore, one thing I will always speak against, I absolutely hate it. And I'm even, you know, guilty of it at times. And it's uh, outside of myself, but absolutely hate that we just refuse to talk to each other. It is so normal to walk by somebody and just not say nothing. And you didn't make eye contact all the way down the block. As soon as you finna pass each other, just look away. You just assume you become invisible, hate it, loathe it. Again, why I say my platform is about getting us to talk to each other. That is a huge example. I was about to say small, but that's a huge example of why we have to talk to each other. But more importantly, you know, on a larger scale, it's talking and bouncing ideas from one another so that we understand you know, where, where we are and then where we want to go. And then the, the difference in between there. Right. Um, so we're talking about bridging gaps, um, and in order to break the generational curses and bridge gaps, we have to, you know, measure 
the 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 gap. <laughs> How about that? We want to bridge the gap so bad. Measure it. Talk about what we need to do to get us from where we are. So acknowledge where we are in order to get us where to, to where we need to be realistically and come up with a realistic strategy to get us there. So it takes baby steps bit by bit to get us there. And I'm telling you that it starts with what we're putting into our children. Prime example. So (laughs) always got a little story. Story time. Um, (laughs) So I think I mentioned this guy before, but I don't think I told y'all the scenario. So uh, one I used to talk to, um, uh, yeah, I mentioned him before. This is the one I told y'all that he had the, he was the older one with like the two month old son, but he also had, I don't know how many other kids he had. I think he had two other children. I know for sure he had a, this older son. And so he has this older son and, um, just to bring up speed or just to, you know, jug at your memory that he, um, he was a musician. So, you know, at his own company and all that. And so he, uh, you know, I, during this time, he's, he was out of work. And okay, get that. Just for a man to be out of work, we, we kind of get that. It's a black man to be out of work. Okay, got it. Um, and so I remember talking one time, and this was like right before, this was, yeah, I, this might have been like the day before I actually stopped talking. <laughs> might have been the day of, like earlier in the day. Um, and so we're talking. I remember standing. I always remember stuff from where I was. So I'm standing in my living room. And I'm just on the phone, I'm talking, I'm standing up for whatever reason. And he's like going into, you know, telling me, he's always kind of mentioned that he's had, I don't know, I don't want to say anger issues, but whatever, just, just more aggressive than it. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I knew it wasn't workable. Anywho. (laughs) So he gets to talking and he's like bashing, you know, I'm saying baby mom because that's what he referred to as. Y'all know, I love when you say my child's mom my daughter's mother. I love that. I don't, I can't stand baby mama, baby daddy. Ugh. Yuck. Can we get away from that? Please. Y'all want to retire all these other words. Retire that. That alone. Y'all know I, I'm going to keep preaching the fact that power is in the, I mean, uh, the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. Like that's it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what you speak <laughs> is what will bring life. And what you're speaking, you don't want to speak death upon. So that's deading a situation. If I am belittling the person that has, you know, that is the only other person on this earth that I have gone half on a baby with, like, well, even as much as all the issues with my daughter's father, which I will get there in a bit, um, is something more recently, but I still refuse. I always say my daughter's father. That's it. Okay. Okay. Off my soapbox. So. He's talking and um, he's like going on and I, I don't care if I'm only talking to you, if I'm in love with you, if, if for the very few men that I've, you know, talked to that, you know, uh, had children, because that's just not my thing. Sorry. Even after I had Sydney, I was like, oh Lord, does this mean I got to date somebody with children? <laughs> but <laughs> um, I still, I'm never, that, like, I'm not about to, I also believe in like, you know, everybody needs a place to vent. You need to get it out. But you're not about to feel like that, oh, yeah, I can go to Benin. and I just want to, you know, cuss and say and da, 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 about my baby. Because first of all, I'm trying to get to resolve anyway. What's the point? If the point was just you need to get it off your chest and it's because you're doing the best that you can and she's, you know, the, the spawn of Satan, then okay. <sighs> you need to get it off your chest. Okay, cool. But 
if it's just about the, the bitch want to complain, I, no, no, thank you. No, I want it. And so he's doing that. Okay. He's getting it all out and this and that. Let me tell you what he's talking about is what really, you know, grinded my gears, even grinds my gears <laughs> to recall it. Right. So he's talking about the fact that this is his oldest son. I want to believe he's a teenager. I know for sure he's a teenager, maybe 13, 14, I want to say, 14 or 16. So a young man, right? So a young black man being raised in Baltimore City. Okay? And, and I hope some bells are ringing, okay? And so he's talking, because, yeah, because she want to take him and move him. I think it's Atlanta. She want to move him to Atlanta. Okay. Okay. She, she, she want to start a new life, like, do you want to try, you know, something, something. Okay, cool. Um, and why would she take my son away from me? Okay. I, mind you, I'm on listening ears and listening ears only. And why would, you know, she do this? And is it just because she spawned and she just, you know, doing out of spite? And the... So far, all I'm hearing is the bottom line. That sis wants to take her, also her son. It's not like it's not her son too. Uh, take her son to another place that she hopes is better, is going to try for the better and try. That's what I'm hearing. But okay, I hear it's all about you right now, dad. Um, and, you know, so now she's putting me on the spot and making me seem like I'm a, you know, I ain't a, I'm a no good dad because she has my son coming to ask me. Uh, Why well, I always have to do a voice? I don't know. <laughs> but I have to do a voice. What I'm talking about, you niggas out here, oh my lord. So why she wants to make me, you know, be the, you know, a bad dad, um, because he's asking me, you know, if I love him, and it's because of the stuff that, you know, she's saying, and uh it's because as she know I'm not working right now, I can't do for him right now and all of that. So and I'm out here, so he had started. I, I appreciate, I respect the hustle. He started washing cars. Apparently he's really good at it. Okay. Oh, making a little money. Um, so she knows that I got, I'm getting out here and I'm washing his car. So I don't have time to be with him before they leave. But she ain't taking my son away. And da-da-da. it was so, it was too many things pinging at that point. Like, ah, ah, shh, shh, I can't. Shh, shh. I got questions. Like, I, I got questions. Or do you just need, because now we also, y'all, we have to practice. If somebody calls you with their stuff, because um, I'm getting better at this, because I do, I've heard this in a couple of different ways. Um, and even though I'm always coming from a good place, but not everybody's calling to hear, you know, you, you rebut or, you know, your feedback, like, no, sometimes they just need to get it out and hang up. I'm learning it. Or if it's texting, it's just like, are you getting out and you read it, you know, and then maybe that's when you ask, did you want me to, you know, so we have to normalize this. We have to break out of the things. Prime example, you know how you learn a word or learn how either a word is correctly pronounced, properly pronounced, or a, a phrase or something, and you think it was one, you know, way, but it was, you know, sounded one way, but you learned it's a different way. And so when you learn the correct way, as you're saying it, you're like, ew, that don't sound right. We need to, we, this, that's the stage and phase that Black folk need to be in right now. We need to be in the, ugh, this don't feel right. That's going to tell me that there's some change coming. Like, we have to normalize asking, you know, people, you know, are you, hey, okay, I hear you. I at least start off with, I acknowledge you. I hear you. Uh, y'all know it's my favorite phrases. Um, and then to proceed by asking, you know, did, do you want me? Or if it's when they first call. So to set the tone, 
of the conversation because by the time I, I get it, after you to pour a whole bunch of stuff out your chest, whether there's a problem, sad stuff, whatever, happy things, you know, for somebody to, to just respond with, hey, did, did you want me to say something more? That might knock the mood. I get it. So let's start that. Let's put that in the beginning. Hey, girl, I need to tell you about this. Okay, got it. I'm in a, I'm actually in a good place where I can receive and help you work through some stuff. Did you, you want me to just listen? Or do you need me to say, you know, you want me to respond to what, what you need? You need to just hang up as soon as you get it all out? What you need? I don't know right now. And they might say, I don't know right now. Just listen. All right, cool. I'm going to just listen. Put my phone on mute. Boop. You got it, baby. I will tell you, I'm right now. My sissy, shout out to Desi. She definitely is good for that. I'm learning that from her. And that's why I said you guys never know what you are, like, what people can take from you, what people can get from you, right? I digress. So back to him. <laughs> so he's doing all that. I, I never asked that. So like I said, I'm learning to be better at that. I never asked, you know, what you want. I just, I think it was because I also knew like, bro, this ain't, we ain't fitting them. I already knew, I think, from jump. Like, ah, yeah. I don't want to do none of this. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, you into me. Oh, you like me. Oh, so. <laughs> and so I just, I, I didn't care. Like if you need, if you want to hear not appreciate sure what I have to say is what you need to hear. So. And I'm just doing my due diligence. That's it. So I'm looking out for, for the common good. It ain't just you. I'm not about to sit by you while I'll never understand a woman. They can stick by a man knowing that he just, ah. Anywho, I digress tonight, y'all. Told y'all I was struggling through tonight. So what I said to him was, well, I'm, you know, I'm starting to ask questions. Like, well, what's the real issue about him moving? Like, is it, you know, I'm trying to hear, like, is it as a dad? Like, I'm gonna miss my son. I'm gonna be so hurt. And right now I don't have it, you know, to be traveling back and forth to, to see him in Atlanta from Baltimore. I'm trying to hear for that. I ain't getting none of that. It, it ain't better there. Huh? You, what was, what was it? You, so you, so Baltimore is the best place to be. Who? Cool. Um, okay. <laughs> Steve Wright, number one. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, cool. So what, what is it? Well, she, it's just her. She don't have a spice. She want to make me look like a bad father. Even if, even if, okay. Even if that was the case, that isn't the bottom line that she's taking your child, you know, and, and trying to do better by him, a, a young black man in America. She's trying to, you know, just trying to try something different. Wouldn't that like kind of trump everything else? No, no, not for you. Not for him. No, that didn't. Mm-mm. So I pointed out the fact that you, know, you got to be careful when you point out some things because not everybody wants to hear their stuff. But point out the fact that, well, uh, um, y'all got some, <laughs> y'all got some, un, uh, you know, unfinished business, some, some 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 tension. So it ain't tension. It's hard. Okay. Well, you you a little hot. You a little heavy chested. Like you, it's up on you. Like I don't know what that's about. I, I don't even care if it could be that I look like her, I sound like her, I remind you of her. I don't know what it is that got you so heavy about it. But chill out. Like it's not just I can hear and tell. It's not just oh because I'm talking about my child. So I'm passionate about talking about my child because I'm a great father. That wasn't it. Um. So here I am. I'm trying to figure out, well, if you had this side hustle, couldn't it be why we, why I say that we have to be very mindful and very strategic in everything that we do surrounding our children, think in thought of our children, for our children, with them, before them, after the, all of that in between is that 
is simply because, you know, everything leaves an impact. Everything. Yes, there are some things that we can't recall from our childhood or just upbringing, right? Um, but, you know, there's something. I can guarantee you that everybody breathing on this earth right now, there's something you recall in your adulthood uh, from your childhood or upbringing that wasn't necessarily something that your parent, you know, intended for you to remember or for you to keep with you. So it could have been the one time that they snapped because they were just tired, da 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 And you're like, yeah, mine was the one time trying to take my football practice, the one time trying you know, ask to sign up for, you know, ballet, something. And you just snapped and all that. And I just never forgot that because I was scared to, you know, ever ask you again. Now it's a fear that has been put into your child that has carried weight. What, yeah, if it's something that they address in therapy or if it's unaddressed, that can like, that can really go a mile, right? And so the point is that I, I, me just listening. So you have to be a listening ear. That's another thing that our people, we have to do because it's necessary. Yes, I always push for therapy and all of that, but at the very least, we need people talking. And the only way that I'm a talk is that I feel like that is going to be received some way or another, right? And so um, if you don't create that space, that safe haven for people to open up and to share, they ain't finna share. That, that's, like, that's literally common sense, y'all. I know not all of us has it. <laughs> I always believe that we do, but y'all know, over the years, I didn't learn. Not all the same. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> the point being <laughs> that I actually, I suggest, well, you know, if you have the side hustle, can't you, you know, bond with it in the time, whatever time frames, I think it was probably coming up. I think it was a sh- semi-short uh, turnaround time of when the, the mother had planned to leave with the son and then to move away. And I was like, well, you know, in that time frame, that you're saying you don't have time to spend with him because you're, you know, in the side hustle and trying to, you know, provide for your other children and, you know, this household and all that and just be a man still. Um, can't, can't, can't your son, you know, wash his clothes with you? Like, because, I mean, it doesn't seem like you get them that often, but, you know, when you can get them and you just ask, like, hey, can I up the time now that I can get them? Because at least this is, you know, I'll be getting them during these times because we got stuff to do. So now you're you're teaching you're at least embedding in him you know work ethic. Um, you're also in the t- you're teaching him without even really having to say, but at some point you know you're teaching him that you know when life happens in adulthood because we all know it will it does it sucks when it does it doesn't feel good or look good Lord have mercy but we still have to press through. So isn't that teaching him that? No, no. Okay. That didn't, that one didn't go over either, y'all. <laughs> okay. I don't know if y'all keeping track, but nothing that Benia brought up. Um, no, because I just don't have time and she just want to. Yeah, you still kind of making it about her, pimp. <laughs> but people that hate people so bad, we make our issues about them. And I'll never understand that. If I dislike you, true. Can I, can I be true? Like, <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> I'm not saying this is what people should do. I'm not, but I am being honest. That really, I kind of write you off. Like, I, I told y'all before, I don't believe exes. Like, it's just like, okay, it was somebody I was with and I was in love. Like, that was genuine. And then now that it's done, that's done. Like, once, especially out of work to get over, whoo, chat, that, woo, that's, that's out of there. Like, it's gone. 
ain't no coming back. Like, ain't no changing. Like, even if I didn't thought like, well, maybe, oh, okay, whoo, I gotta, I gotta shake that off. Ain't no maybe. You know, like, that's it. Um, am I saying that that's how we're supposed to treat people? I'm, I'm sure that's not right. Um, I still pray for them. And I, I can be civil, you know, if I ever actually, like, physically cross paths, but, you know. Um, <laughs> no. And so, it, like, his hatred, you know, for this mother of his child, of one of his children, is like prevailing and trumping over anything else when that should not be the case. It's so backwards. We think and move so backwards, y'all. I know that they push us backwards, but then we move backwards. I know that's probably a learned behavior because of how much they have pushed us backwards. But we, again, why I say we have to reverse our way of thinking. That's just it. Because like I said, then I, I offered that. I said, well, then you're teaching him how to make his own money. You know, that that's a, isn't that a, a tool that I would think from a father to a son, a teenage son, of sure, of course, that, you know, is something that you would want to, you know, instill in him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm missing the point of where, you know, he is more important than your hatred for the mother, no matter what the issues were. If she made your life a living hell at some point, okay, and I'm sorry about that. I am. So the way to do better is to just do best by your child. The way for the black for black people to start to do better is for us to do best on behalf of our children. Best is not just, you know, I can only make it in my ends and this and that. it's not all that. It is what you are giving them that doesn't cost you a thing or what you are not giving them that will cost you everything. That's good. Boom. That's good. <laughs> Y'all be surprised with myself. I'm just saying, y'all know I just be talking. That's all I'm saying. Um, what is it? And so, uh, like it again, it would have taught him that, you know, wow, you know, he would have been able to look at the way I'm thinking, he would have been able to look at his dad to say, like, you know, dad, wow, like I know dad used to be a musician and he got his own business. He's probably, you know, proud of him then, sure. But then to really see, like, you know, we especially a child that doesn't understand everything that it takes to, I'm sure, establish the business and to maintain it and all. Um, and to keep a love for your passion while walking in your purpose and all that. Because again, those two go hand in hand too. You need passion and purpose to be prosperous. You're welcome. That should be tip of the week. Okay. Um, but I would think that really for his child to see him struggle a bit in something that he really has no control over, has no control over coronavirus. So it's not even like, you know, we'll be like, oh, my child is going to think that it was my fault. No, not your fault at all, dad. Whole world shut down. Got it. Yet you still got a hand grinded. I remember that. I'm I'm 60 something years old and I'm remembering that my dad, when I was a teenager, he got out here and got it. And he brought me a part of it. He helped me make my own money. So now you as a dad that's struggling may not have some money to give, you know, your child or your child's mother to go and start a new life or hopefully a better life on behalf of the child. But you've taught him to make his own money a little bit, just a little portion. If you make him, you know, $20 a card. Even if the boy got 10%, $2 off each car, I don't know. It could have been anything. Just go, hey, man. And then that, you know, say if he, I don't know, built up and worked and got, you know, $20. He's like, all right, I'm going to match that. So then it's just 20 out of whatever else you've made. It's the principle. Like, where are, why are we, why are we missing that? Why are we doing that? Um I think that it's so much that we can learn from our children, right? So another incident that is so heavily on my mind is that, um, y'all, and I'm so glad I at least 
I talked to someone earlier about this, um, who I know is equally like a great godfather. Um, just like I take very seriously about being a godmother, um, that it's not just a title, y'all. I, I, whew, I might have to dedicate a whole show to God parents um, because it, it's not it's not for the it's, it's really not an easy job, to be honest. And so it's not just for, you know, the dog and pony show. And so it felt good to just get it out, I think, for the first time, just to someone like to someone that I know, like equally takes, you know, being a godparent so seriously. Um, and then how he shared, Lord have mercy, of just how he had to, um, you know, console uh, one of his goddaughters. I think it's his oldest or just uh, his older goddaughter. Um, just from her like being so distraught and just in in I think in utter disbelief uh, around the whole you know of I don't even know what to call it the announcement I guess um in reference to Breonna Taylor the injustice um surrounding Breonna Taylor's unfortunate and um, heart-wrenching death and yeah so I, I appreciate him on, on many many levels and so um, something that's heavy on my heart is that one of my goddaughters, my baby is 11 years old, and she asked to be baptized. She asked to be baptized. I don't know if she ever asked or talked to or mentioned it to anyone else. Um, uh, apparently, I don't let people tell her that she had. Okay, cool. That's, that's fine. Uh, it, it's not about us. Y'all remember I said that. And so... Um, she brought that to me and I, you know, took it seriously. And even I, truth be told and very personally that I felt like I, I not slept on her, I'm sorry, that I uh, slept on her as far as I didn't jump on it immediately. And that's, be, it's been what, maybe a couple of weeks or maybe no more than a month turnaround. But I feel like I didn't look into it immediately, like to start the conversation like I, like I did maybe, maybe a week after that. And that was all surrounding uh, my best friend and, and uh, as well as her god grandfather's like funeral. Um, one of my best friends and uh, her daughters, right? So her two daughters are two of my godchildren. And so it was around that time. So I think maybe that's why, because I just, I don't, for whatever reason, I can't remember or think about why, I, like I said, I didn't, I don't feel like I jumped on it immediately. So all that to say, you know, of course we're still in Corona and I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, how to make this happen. I know that my church announces, you know, during the virtual services, you know, to call the number and all that, but I just didn't know the process. So I kind of looked into it. I made sure, you know, as let a little time go by to finally mention it to my best friend, um, just to say, hey, and it wasn't, and I made sure when I mentioned it, it was like a pushy thing. Like, I think she didn't get it, but it's like, because it's not about me. I wanted to make sure that as I'm relaying the message that I didn't lose the, you know, the excitement uh the not even anxiousness like I don't want to say anxiousness because it's not I think this is what I think I think anxiety gives me like the bad the negative connotation rightfully so but when we say anxiousness it's like oh it's excitement like, oh right so I didn't want to lose that I wanted to keep that same energy in relaying that message and so in doing so and knowing that I'm called out her father is a god daughter's nose to god well I think all my god children actually all their fathers are all of my idiots. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ooh, that one just hit me. I got to go cry that one out later. Um, but yeah, so this one in particular. Oh, Lord. So anywho, um, so I made sure, you know, with, you know, I 
started that conversation with my church and all that, got back to them. And it was in recent days, as soon that same day that I'm hearing from them, I actually missed one email in between our initial uh, communication and correspondence. And, you know, so I, I see it because they actually followed up. Okay, cool. Um, we're jumping on it. So because of that same day, I think it was just yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, and so that's that. And so it was scheduled for this upcoming Saturday. And so it should be an exciting thing. You would think, y'all, that was busy up in here, up in here, up in here. Not up in here. Matter of fact, I'm sorry. I did not receive that. Not up in here. The devil's busy out, okay, in this world. And it is why all of this comes to full circle because why is it is why it is so important to work on ourselves in order, right back to that same scenario I was talking about earlier in order to reach within the, you know, our love source, our self-love source, right? Um, in order to spread it out to others. Others include our children. We say we love our children. Do we really? It's easy to snap on your kids when you didn't have a rough day. Because you ain't snap on that boss. You ain't snap on that bus driver that, you know, you know was trying to pull off on you. You ain't snap on that person that cut you off, even though y'all pulled up to the same light. You just went ahead and let it go, which is the better thing to do. Don't, don't get me wrong. But what doesn't make it okay is then to come home and to snap on the most vulnerable people, not in your possession, because they're not cattle. <laughs> they're not, not, not cows and horses and, you know, like they're not your, your pet, your dog, your cat. Like they are people. And very vulnerable people, sponges, what are they absorbing from you? What is your child absorbing from you tonight? During this pandemic, what has the children in your lives, what have they been able to absorb? What could they get from your life? Is it that you, you know, you blaze up, you smoke every time, every chance you get, that you spend your last on smoking weed. I ain't judging. I'm asking. I'm just asking y'all that they know, do they know and do they get that, you know, for as, as far as they are concerned that adults, you know, as soon as they get a time to, for themselves, that they drink, they pour up a drink. They get faded. Do we say that anymore? I don't know. I'm old. Um, you know, like, I. Is that what they get? Let me tell y'all another thing. Let me tell y'all some real life something right now. Kids definitely pick up on innuendos. And for those of you that don't know what that is, <laughs> I'm sexual innuendos. So you and your man, you and your girl, you know, whether that's their parent, their other parent, or whatever the case may be. Um, especially, like, don't get me talking about, you know, people wrong, wrong through. They seeing different people and meeting different people. They're able to put stuff together. They just can't. They, they can't vocalize how they feel, what they think, because they're not going to be able to put it together, you know, in order for it to make sense to us. Me, I'm so in tune with what my daughter is picking up. It, it's not funny. And do I get everything? Probably not. I would want to hope so, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm in tune and it's not driving me crazy. That's the thing. I'm really getting away from finding myself, you know, finding the need to say, you know, things just because somebody be like, oh, I know she driving me crazy. And for me to respond, like, girl, you know it. Like, no, I'm not giving y'all that because that makes you feel good, not me. And a damn sure, I'm damn sure I'm not about to embarrass my child. 
that's the thing. Like, imagine how it felt when we were children. Our parents would snap in the store. Get you, get over here and sit down. Like, what are, why are we belittling our children? That's, that's when they, they grow up to be, don't worry about the color. That's when they grow up to be these dumbass police. Yeah. These police that, you know, that would, I don't know, they would, we, we bullying them at home. They go to school, get bullied or whatever. So then they turn into be, that's just a scenario, right? One scenario. Then they grow up because they were bullied off through school or whatever, because they learned to take it at home um, or they became the bully, whatever way. Um, and then they grow up to be these, like these copy for no reason. They got guns and badges and feel like they got the power of the world because technically America has given them that. All because we belittled them as uh, while they were children. We belittled them as people, as human beings, because we didn't respect them as just that human beings that we should respect more because of the fact that we bear them, men and women, dads and mothers, that we gave them life, right? So I'm, I want to be very clear. It is not just the absent parents that's doing, you know, a disservice to our children and to our youth right now. That in, 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 in later news, that is doing a further, you know, disservice to our culture, our community, our people as a whole because of what we're doing to our children or what we're not doing. You have to be cautious, even in this day, even in your, you know, you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, overworked, underpaid, dating, whatever, however you want to put it, bills a second, all that. You still have to take a minute to breathe and to, to reflect. I'm, I'm never going to get away from it. To self-reflect. Before you go to bed, I hope, I hope, I hope that you ask yourself, like, was I nice to my child today? And if the first thing that comes to your mind is, yeah, I just bought them them shoes. Yeah, I bought them something. Wrong. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. So now that's your child growing up thinking that love is coming from money. So now they money hungry and greedy and, and, and further, you know, not understanding the significance of the dollar, the significance and the, the value of it to save it rather than to spend it every time they get it. So that's another generation of uh, fiscal, you know, irresponsibility. Like, come on, now, everything I told y'all, it comes full circle. Like I'm fussing tonight. <laughs> I do apologize low key, but then I don't. Because I'm talking to us. I'm not just yelling it out. Y'all, y'all, y'all. I'm not saying I am just trying to share the things that stay on my mind. Because even if I'm not perfect in every day, at least if it's on my mind, what's on your mind is going to come out your mouth. It's going it's to fester in your heart. And it's gonna, you're going to act upon it. That's what's going to happen. We talked about intuition last week. Yeah. You are feeding your intuition. Yeah, there's a spirit man inside you. What are you feeding your spirit, man? When we talked about a little while ago, when I mentioned children and said, you know, as we were preparing, at least for city schools, but then I know other schools had already started by then, but we're preparing for virtual learning. What are we doing? Has anybody tried it? All I suggested was two hours out of a whole week. It could have been on a weekend, weekday, it didn't matter. Two hours. And I know I said no electronics. At the Lee show, I'd be okay if y'all told me you cheated and just watched a movie. That was, you know, just about two hours or so. That that's all y'all did. You at least put your phones down. Because if you think about it, we said they watch a movie our child. We picking our phones. That's when we at least get our little social media. Because we don't really want to watch what they want. No, get into it. 
These little movies are kind of good. I ain't gonna lie. And you want to know what they're watching, what they are getting inside of them. So again, you're trying to figure out what you are giving your child. Now you're giving them quality time. You're showing them that you care about what's important to them. It's not going to be on the same level. Please do not keep doing what our parents did to us. They tell us not to be too grown, but yet expecting us to make some decisions based off of what they know and knew as adults when we were children. Wrong. We have to call it out. We've been, it's been stuff swept under the rug for way too long. It's so much in-house cleaning that we have to do as a people. So I know that we're hurt about what the people outside of us are doing to us, but we're doing a lot of damage to ourselves. Can we worry about that? Because as we see, we can't, you can't change anybody's behavior. You can influence their thoughts, which then should come out and be acted upon, right? So influencing their behaviors in a way, but so we're not going to, we see that right now. I'm not, I'm not taking hope off the table. If anything, there's plenty of hope. We have to make sure that we are pushing just that that we are sharing and spreading the hope that there is out here. That's all I'm saying, right? And so what we're doing for our children, it matters. It's important, right? So about the about my goddaughter, like the long story short, it was the father just pushing against it. I'm so happy that, you know, things worked out. I just, I really, I say, they say, stay steadfast. And what you believe and what you know is to be true and what you know is right, because it is to glorify God and that it is for, you know, the good of his people. That's what I did. So I expressed my, you know, expressed myself, said things and all of that. Never made sure I never, you know, cussed or fussed or anything like that to then for it to turn that way, because it was clear to me that even I'm not saying that they, you know, praise the, or worship the devil or anything. But it was clear to me that the enemy was working through my goddaughter's father. And I guess their stepmother, his girlfriend, that they, you know, stand with and live with right now. Like, it was clear to me. It was just certain things just didn't add up. I would say, like, well, you know, that some of their pushback was, you know, well, she doesn't know who we're free. She doesn't know what she's getting into. Okay. And you told me you wanted me to have a conversation. You made sure I was on speaker. We're sitting here having a, a good conversation. It was over an hour. You even said later on, you know, I like the way you broke things down. I'm asking her questions. I'm just talking at her. So that's another thing. Stop talking at our children. How dumb that sounds, that phrase. If you know correct grammar, correct English, that's not, that's not a correct way to say that, talking at somebody. You speak with a human being. I speak with my three-year-old. I speak with her. That means that I'm meeting her where she is. But yet I'm also making sure that in that moment, I'm, I'm building her up. It's important to do. So I, I hold her accountable. But then when she makes mistakes, absolutely. We forget, just like I was saying, our parents would tell us not to be too grown, but then, you know, want to reprimand us for not making an adult-like decision. Hey, mom, I'm a nine-year-old. I forgot. My bad. We, we joke about it now. It was a lot of trauma we didn't experience. Yes, I forgot to throw out the chicken. I forgot. I just made sure I got home safely from middle school. Like, I forgot. I got the homework. I, I fell asleep in the middle of it. I, I did get distracted. Somebody called my line. I know you said not to answer the phone until you got home. My bad. I, I did. Because you said it also could have been somebody else. I, I don't know. I, my bad. It's a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Children can be overwhelmed. The issue needs not to be with you yelling at them and getting them getting all upset with them over them being overwhelmed and rather checking with yourself to see why they are so overwhelmed. Because you are 
and, and I, you're obligated to look out for them, to cover their spirits, their souls, their, their, you know, to be their protector. They're everything. So the things that they do wrong, it is a reflection of us. And so that's why it's a good out of this, you know, this lockdown, everybody's in the house to really clean house, to look at what you do, how you operate with your own children. Just that alone, if for anybody, and again, I know I'm speaking from a place that I'm not in yet, right? So anybody with multiple children, do you have a relationship, an individualized relationship with each of your children? I've even told myself that it with all the nieces and nephews that I have, I'm making sure that when I talk to them individually, that they understand I am talking to you. So I might call down to so it's different groups where it's like a bulk of kids, right? So it's my, my downtown crew my up here crew, right? And so even at their young age, my up here crew, a lot of them around Sydney's age. So, you know, yeah, but if I have an individualized relationship with my daughter, I can make it happen. Like, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Lord knows. But okay. And But yet, it's, it may be a lot of work, but I'm not overwhelmed by it because it's necessary work. When you do, is another B tip of the week. When you do the necessary work, even when you want to, you know, complain and, and moan and groan about, you know, it's not enough time in the days and all that, God will expand those 24 hours for you. When you're doing the work of him, that's how it all connects. So no, it's not separate. Oh, then I got to do church stuff. That is doing church stuff. You don't want to call it church stuff. Your spiritual assignment to cover the spirit and, and to guide the soul of your children. That is our our obligation, our responsibility as parents, aunties, uncles, grandparents, godparents. And the like, like that's our responsibility and our obligation not to act as possessors of the children in our lives, but to lead and to guide their souls. That's it. That's simply put a lot of work involved in there. But when you're doing the work of the Lord, because that's exactly what that is. So that's everyday life right there. That is doing the work of the Lord. It's not separate. It's one and the same. I guarantee you that. Guarantee you. It will feel, it won't feel like you're being overworked. It won't feel like you don't have enough time in the day. That's why we have to get out of our minds of even making those statements. Because my thing is, if we got celebrities and these people that are so successful and they're doing a lot more than we are, they find in the time. And yes, they, you know, some like they got help or they got a, a nurse or a, 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 I don't know what you call it, an assistant, you know, a driver, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So they got some help. Okay. And they still have responsibility and things to do. Okay. And no, and then money, okay, they, they, that probably helps, but that, that ain't the answer. That ain't why it's better for them. Just saying, but you know, whatever. What do I know? <laughs> like, y'all, I, whew, I'm fussing today, y'all. I'm passionate today. I ain't even nowhere near get to my notes. <laughs> I guess I will have myself a little better, a little in order for next week. I am so prepared for my producer to yell at me tonight um, <laughs> from this show. But all in all, with my goddaughter, that it is happening. She will be baptized this Saturday at 1 p.m. I am so stinking excited. Um, so, so, so excited um, beyond just beyond. I'm so excited for so many reasons. Um, and I see that it is a necessary thing, um, to happen in this day and age for many, many reasons, you know, personally and in general. Um, but 
it's just necessary. It's necessary to take the good risks as a people. It's necessary for us to take the risks that we know are, you know, for the better. It's a risk we're willing to take. So even if there are some people that may feel as though she's not ready and may not understand fully what she's getting herself into, that's okay. It's not that she's asking to be married off. She's not asking to go to college right now at 11 years old. You know what I mean? Like she's asking to dedicate her life to God. That's what she understands and knows. What that means, no one (laughs) truly knows the, you know, the end all be all about that. And that's okay. There are adults well beyond my age that are still figuring that out. (sighs) That being said, uh, last but not least, y'all, I think that it's been on me to talk about children um, because it's, you know, you learn, you learn more than, I mean, it, it becomes real. It's personal when it's personal. So when, when it hits home, it, it, it is a different thing. And even me being empathetic, um, it, yeah, it's different. So I've recently realized, and I think I realized it for a while, but I think I, I think I'm just, I think I'm just putting, I don't know, words to it now or out loud rather. Um, but I've I've realized that Sydney is, for lack of a better word, she's triggered by father figures, daddy figures on TV or you know in books. Anywhere she sees them, it's it's something. It's a thing to her to say like while she's playing her doll babies, and most of the time she speaks it. My kids, I'm sure, naturally do, but she speaks in movies. You know her favorite parts and all. Like she literally, she woke up this morning. I was working. Um, so she came downstairs. She didn't even want anything to eat or anything. I don't think she was a pot, nothing. She came and laid in the chair. It was closer to me, closer. It's in the living room, but closer to the dining room. And she laid there and actually fell back to sleep. So when she woke up, though, it was one of those like, I can't believe I'm asleep. Mommy, I'm going to sleep. I'm asleep. <laughs> and she just immediately started, because Simba was mean to Nala. So she's talking and moving. I'm like, oh, okay. So I love it because it's like, that's telling me that's what you dreamed about. I love that. Um, dropped about and so I'm learning that uh one it makes me acknowledge my feeling like when I told y'all last week I was just in a place um I was in a place uh I know partly it was because I, I get into the place of like I crave intimacy right we all know it doesn't you know mean sex or anything like that I've stated before I think I told y'all if not surprise um, I am definitely practicing celibacy um, and, and abstaining until I'm married. That's just it, y'all. Because, and it's really because of that, because I want intimacy. <laughs> I'll get into that later. <laughs> like, because I literally said something wild and off the off the rip, but not while I'm, you know, talking about children and all that, because I do not want y'all to even try to cross those lines. Ain't no red lines here. Um, but, you know, like I, I crave that. And so because I crave intimacy, because sometimes when I get so overwhelmed, I just literally want somebody to just come there, hug me. Hell, I even like high five, like just, you know, and the curse was that's not even really my love language. That's why every once in a while, I like really draws ahead. Um, and I just, you know, crave that and need that um, just for that reassurance. And so, you know, I know I used to struggle with, uh, like I mentioned before, like my dark place of like where I would feel like lonely, loneliness. So even when you, Truthfully, you know, you call out to God and all that. You want to feel that love and it comes. 
And then sometimes you still want and need that physical, you know, touch somebody here, you know, that you can feel, um, you know, so, um, so I'm, I'm learning that. So I think uh, me having that same, you know, kind of like feeling that's kind of been over me. And then, so acknowledging Sydney's, um, I don't want to call it issues, but just, you know, what I've acknowledged, what I've observed lately. And so um, more than ever, you know, just she'll like, I caught her the other day. And so she was mentioning something about a daddy on, you know, TV, a movie that we were watching. And I think I walked away to rinse off her bowl or something. It came back and she was just like, just so sad, like, right. Just, and so it's like, buddy, what's wrong? What's wrong, baby? It's like, that's her daddy. That's her daddy. Like, I'm gonna boohoo tonight. I'm definitely crying to call. Okay, <laughs> y'all. I am keeping it together tonight because, yeah, that's a heartbreak. I know I posted it's a heartbreak. I just can't take. It's more so of a heartbreak. I don't want to take. I don't. I don't. I don't want to deal with that heartbreak because it is just that. I um, you know, I'm a faith. Walker, Christ believer, absolutely. Um, so I know that he is truly the father to the fatherless. Um, and and yet, just being very honest, <laughs> before I get out of here, y'all, I know I said in that same post, like, God, I'm I'm really ready. Like, I was kind of over it. Like, I don't know. I thought I knew something. God, if you could, I don't know. Well, I thought, I was hoping might like me. I'm not sure. I, I really just I had to put it on my mind. <laughs> Uh, but then in that moment, it's like, God, I'm, I'm ready for you to bring us that home. Like, get, give me that. I know she thrives, you know, kind of like I do, though. And it's not an unhealthy, you know, feel I had to work, you know, for mine not to be unhealthy. But I can tell with hers, it's not an unhealthy thing. But she thrives, like, you know, just a man, a man's presence, you know, a male presence. Because um, it's, it's lacking. I even, truthfully, I, I called her father in that moment and kind of just let her, you know, them have some type of conversation where it's like a forced Thing that he does but um it's kind of like a, a trying but not definitely not trying hard kind of situation and after a while I was just I, it was on me so I just mentioned I was like yeah you know she was just watching the show and she saw the dad figure she got really sad and just can't keep saying that was her daddy I mean that was the the, the character's daddy um and he was, his literally his response was oh you miss daddy baby I know it probably makes sense to him he's a truck driver okay I guess you chose to be out literally since, you know, I think December of last year to be out on the road since it like, but even still could, it, there could be a relationship kind of built and made in these days. You could be calling a lot more like you would say, like you said that you would. It's things like that, man. It's the decisions that we make um, and the decisions we, we, we choose not to do something to you. So that's why it's a decision. It's a choice. If I do something or if I don't do it, I'm so choosing to do or not to do. And so it's important to keep in mind that it is, it's not just on the absent parents in our children's lives, the ab- absent, you know, figures and role models in the lives of our youth, especially within our community. It's even those of us that, you know, work with them directly, either as their, again, their parent, godparent, grandparent, aunt, uncle. And the like, of course, you know, we know teachers and all that, they're being paid to do that. So it's the people that aren't being paid. There is no pay that could ever pay me for being the mother that I am. I'm proud of it. 
It's a lot of work. It's a lot of necessary work. And again, when you do the necessary work, that is where you get the repayment because you learn to appreciate in the days and the hours and the minutes and the seconds within the days that you get to be in, to be that person and to do that work, that your days, your time feels extended again, because you're doing the necessary work. So <laughs> I know I fussed. It's out of love. I promise. Um, we have a lot of work to do, y'all. For now, get some rest. I mean it. Make sure you love on your child tonight. Somehow, some way, love on the children that are in your lives tonight. Even at the least, write something down. If you can't get them to them directly, write it down. Share it with them tomorrow. I mean that. It's important. They have to know that, that we love them. I pray to God that Brianna Taylor's mother is satisfied in all the love that she gave her child before her baby was ripped from her. On that note, until next week, y'all know I love y'all and I mean it. That's just how I had to do it. It was frustrating kids children coming to the classroom about basic knowledge of how to be respectful. Mm. But those things need to be taught at home. I should not be mm-hmm. teaching you how to fold clothes in second period. That's that. Right. That's that's not no no. Well, I have to, 